about to go into a word today. But let's start with Mark chapter 4 from verse 13 today. Let's read. And he said to them, mm. Do you not understand this parable? Yeah. How then will you understand all the parables? Mm. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. I was pondering on this scripture again, and this is what I love about scriptures. I was pondering on this scripture, and I realized something. Every skilled farmer sows with an intention to get a certain harvest. Hmm. I discovered that in your life, when it comes to your habitat, when it comes to what you become in life, I then began to discover as I looked further into the scriptures that you are the farmer of your own life. <laughs> the problem is, is whether you become a skillful farmer and you know what seed to sow for what result you're looking for. That's a bit that's a bit technical, right? You are the farmer of your own life. God gave you so what is God? He gives seed to the sower. Mm. Yeah. So what the question to God or from God is will you become a farmer? Said the farmer sows the word. So I thought God was talking about him sowing word. But I realized he was saying that if you choose to become a farmer, you will become a sower because God's role is to give seed. Do you understand that? He is the storehouse. He gives seed to the sower. But if a farmer does not decide to sow, then a farmer will not have any results. So I was looking and realizing that when a farmer goes to the field, he sows a certain product in order to get a certain harvest. So when you look at it now, you have, you have a, a, a farmer that wants to go and sow corn in order to reap more corn. If a farmer sows an apple seed, he is not expecting an orange. He is expecting an apple. So what do people do? They sow, but they sow without intention. They just sow and hope for the best. It is impossible to sow and hope for the best. That is, that is a non-skilled farmer. The main principle of sowing is to expect a result. So when the scripture said the sower sows the word, there is a word that he sows. There is a word that you sow in order to reap a harvest. I, I can Let me bank here for five minutes because I really need to talk to you. I really need to tell you the fundamentals. Remember, for me, these leadership classes, they're not about revelation. They're about reminders that will continue to point you towards destiny. And my question to you this morning is, are you still a sower? I'm not asking, do you still give? <laughs> I'm asking, are you still a sower? Do you intentionally sow for an intentional harvest? There are words that you sow for the intention of a shift in character. Oh my days. You know, as I begin to come into this topic today, I realize that the culture of seed, we most times we make a culture around the seed, but the seed is not important, the sower is. 
Listen, we can create a culture around I have my seed. But you see, unless the farmer names the seed, oh my days, unless the farmer sold, because you see, by the time the seed comes into the farmer's hand, he already knows what the result of this seed is going to be. He knows that, look, this seed in my hand, I already named it, therefore there's a, I know the result that this is going to be. And look at this. You may not know what the result looks like, but you know why you sowed that seed. Because Paul would later tell us, the body that was sown is not the body that will be revealed. Do you understand that? But you know the body you sowed. You sowed. So now, I'm beginning to discover more from this Mark chapter 4. I'm beginning to discover that the seed is not the matter here, it's the sower. Seed is readily available when a sower is ready. But what God wants to test, what God wants to know is whether he still has sowers on ground. Because he supplies seed to the sower. So what, does you, what do you need to build? The culture of sowing. I hope you know, day after day, I've given you different revelations from this same scripture. I want you to know that the more we look into this scripture, the more we sow this word, the more we saw this one word, we begin to see the way that God wants us to operate. So I began to discover something. And what I wanted to talk to you today is about home. I wanted to talk to you. I mentioned, I mentioned house is a place. Home is not. Let me tell you again. I'm going to say that again. House is a place. The home is not. You can have a home and be homeless. Or should I say it this way? You can have a home and be houseless. A home is not, I'm, this is me starting, I'm starting very slow, slowly. A home is not a place. A home is not a place. A house is a building. But a home is not. And that's where we start this morning. So why did I say, why do I connect the home with the sower? Because a home is built on a culture. Stay with me this morning. A home is built on a culture. I didn't even know we would start this way. But let me tell you something. Can you really put the connect in a building? But the connect is a home. Yeah. There are people that exist inside of the connect. But, they, but there is no building to tie the connect to. People live in different houses. Home equals identity, we'll get there. People live in different houses but exist in one home. Spat Nation is a home. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Karima. No worries. Spat Nation is a home, but people live in different houses. Do you know what they say? Home is where the heart is. Right? That's what they say. So you can be in your house, but your heart is with Spack Nation. But even then, if I ask five people now to describe what is Spack Nation, like, can you really tie it to a definition? I don't think you would define it. I think you would talk about its attributes. The attributes of a home. So, 
first of all, the first thing I need to de demarcate is that home is not a building. A house is a building, a home is not. And I know we've already dealt with home with when we were talking about God and him moving into your home. But I want to talk about it from your individual perspective because I realize that if anybody is going to be successful in this life, right, if anybody is going to be to fulfill destiny, they're going to have to, first of all, understand the natural state. They're going to have to understand ground zero called home. You don't move up until you've made a home. Yeah. You don't move out until you've made a home. So listen to what the sower sows again. The sower sows. What does the sower sow? The sower sows the word. So the first thing you need to understand is the seed of the word is the first seed that the sower has. Your culture of sowing finances does not come from having money. It comes from sowing word. If you sow the word, you will sow finances. Because you already created the culture of sowing word into yourself. So seed does not come Seed does not come from, or giving seed does not come from culture of listening to a friend. The giving of seed comes from having the ability to be a sower of word. So listen to what happens to people. People get so engulfed in sowing the word into themselves that they, they also graduate to sowing finances as well. When you sow the word, you will look for what else can be sown. But let me now start. So a culture of sowing, it's not the culture of money. Giving, it's not the culture of giving money, it's the culture of sowing. So what do you need to, people can give money but not be a sower. Because God only supplies seed to the sower. What is revelation? The supply of seed to the one who sows. Oh my days. I hope you are understanding what I'm saying this morning. You've got to understand that my natural state, as I begin to build a home, what is a farm, what is a field, a home for crop. But they don't have a building, they have a ground. Now, in that ground, seed is sown and the harvest grows. So, remember my first point, the home is not a house. The, home, the house is a building, the home is not. But you see, homes are built on a culture. So let us do let us do the um, the definition of mind first of all, because we didn't do that the other day, and then we'll do the definition of home. Go for it. You can start with the definition of home if we already got that. Go for it. The social unit formed by a family living together. So a home is the social unit. Formed by a family. So, you can move house, but you can't move home. Mm. It is the social unit. Read that again for me. The social unit mm. formed by a family living together. Formed by a family existing together. So therefore, I realize that people can live in your home and family is no longer based on who you are born with. It is who you live with. 
So I understand also, but look, remember this, family exists on culture. So now when you go into, if you're born in a Nigerian home or a, or a Ghanaian home or a, or a Jamaican home, there are certain um, cultures that exist there that you will now have in common that will make you a family. So usually what bonds family is their culture. But you see the home that you will now, when you develop a home, that home will be developed based on what your culture is. And the culture inside of the house called Spat Nation, inside of the house called, called being a believer in quote, or people of the way, or for modern terms today, a Christian is the word. That's why I started with the sower souls of word. So what is the what is the primary culture of the leader that leads any home? He's a sower. He's a sower. So listen to this. The family, the social unit of a family living together. Remember, we're defining what a home is now. The house, if we were to define a house, the building in which people exist. But now we're talking about the social unit of in which a family lives together. Please understand that you don't have to live in the same house in order to live together. You can exist inside of the same word. You can exist inside of the same man. I think somebody was saying yesterday, somebody was saying yesterday that all, to think all of this came from one man. The, the Women's Network show that happened yesterday, it first of all existed inside of a man. People made their homes. Oh my days. I don't want to go ahead of myself. But you see, this one man made himself into a home. The first thing, now listen to me very carefully because I think this will be my first point but my major point. The first thing you have to ask yourself is can people live inside of you? That's, it sounds deep, but it's not deep at all. Have you become a farmer that cultivates and develops your home? The first way you know whether you cultivated and developed a home is when listen to this, is when you contribute to someone else's home. So let me not go ahead of myself. The family and social unit which live together, yeah? A place of origin. Mm. Yeah, that's it. that's it. Let me give you what I came up with as the definition of home today. One's own country. I liken the home to a nation. When when I think it was Rebecca or Rachel, when she was giving birth birth to to um, Jacob and Esau, she went to inquire of the Lord, and she was told that two nations exist on the inside of you. So I realized that actually the definition of a home is one's own country. You know what I discovered? Until you understand that you are your own nation, really understand it. Until you understand that you are your own nation and based on how you develop your nation will be the success 
of your life or the fulfillment of destiny of your life. For example, what exists in the nation? Like, and this is how I want to do it today. In your own nation, there should be the Office of National Statistics. You should have things like a national progress report in your own nation. Now, I'm not talking about external. I'm coming to homes in a minute. But I'm talking about as an individual, first of all. You should have statistics there of what you begin, you've begun to develop into. You know, people don't treat themselves as a nation. The amount of people that are now existing in your nation. And what does that mean? The amount of people now, that now begin to rely. Let me not use living. That begin to rely on you. That will begin to rely on your progress. That begin to rely on your leadership. And remember I said this before. If you cannot lead your own nation successfully, you cannot lead other nations successfully. Because people that join to you are actually nations. And until you learn how to cultivate your nation, your home, you will not know how to cultivate other people. So there's a time in your life where you begin to understand that actually what the first thing I need to do with this nation, and sometimes, listen to me very carefully, sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board and, and begin to sever everything because you didn't understand these principles at the time and you didn't understand these cultures at the time. You didn't understand that life and nations are developed on cultures. Let me give you another in reason why I, I named the home one's own country. Have you ever heard somebody describe a city before? And they say it is the home of this, like Las Vegas, the home of gambling. Remember, there is a culture that exists in a home. So you don't know Las Vegas for the country. You know it for its culture. The home of, I don't know what else, again, let me see, like you can, oh, for example, you say a certain city is the home of justice. Because you define, you define cities and countries by their cultures. But actually, whatever your culture is, that is where your home is. So when Jesus began to talk, oh my days. That's when Jesus began to talk. Let's, let me do this on scripture as well so that I'm not just talking from my own um, head knowledge. Listen, let's go to, first of all, let's go to Isaiah 33. No, Isaiah 33. No, let's start from Isaiah 31. Cities have been categorized as homes. They were categorized as homes because in that city you can find justice. So the first thing you have to understand about yourself is when people come to meet you, what would they find there? What home would they find there? Will you be the home of prosperity? Can prosperity be housed in you? But I don't want to go straight there because I need to set for you the, the developmental template. From this today, this morning, my study this morning, I found the template of how to move forward again. I said, Sam, reset. Reset and now develop a home because you've now reached a stage where you've your home brought this But now you want to reset and develop a new home. Do you know what I realized? I'm gonna call my life now I from study. I realize study is interesting. I call my life Capitol Hill Yeah Now you go and research what Capitol Hill is 
I, I realized that you can, you can begin to develop a home. You begin to develop a home and let me tell you, you are the only person that limits yourself, you know. The cultivation and the development of your house. I realized, you know, there's nobody. It is, it is a decision to be poor. It is you that decides to be poor. It is, if, it, is it is harder to be poor than to be rich. To be rich takes thinking. So I understood from scriptures that actually all I need to do is develop and cultivate a home. I understand, look, look at scriptures first of all, Isaiah 33. Let's do this from scriptures. I'll come once we've done the Bible reading, I'll be able to speak more, more clearly to you. Go for it. Isaiah 31. Yeah. Isaiah 31. Go for it. Verse 23. There the Lord will be our mighty one. Mm -hmm. It will be like a place of broad rivers and streams. Mm. No galley with oars will and ride. What, was, um, what translation are you reading from? Let's do New King James translation. But there the majestic Lord will be for us. Mm. A place of broad rivers and streams in mm. which no galley. From verse 20 on this one. I don't know if it's because I was studying late or earlier. I don't know which one is doing. Go on. Look upon Zion, mm. the city of our appointed feasts. Uh -huh. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, mm. a quiet home. So, what was Jerusalem? He said, Look upon Zion, the city of our appointed feasts. But he said, It will be what? A quiet home. So, what did I say to you? Your home is your own country. I realize something. If you see yourself as a country, so what do you then, this can then be your home as you as an individual or even our homes that we exist in, our homes that we, we develop people in. If you see it as one owns country, if you see it as your country, if you see this, you give it an office of national statistics. So I began to say to myself, and I think Pastor Oni was saying this, but I said to myself, look, now, from now on, the way you run your home is, look, how many people are employed in your house? What, look at this now. Let me even do it from here because I put it, I noted it down. Ask yourself the tough questions. No, let me start from here. Develop your home, develop your country. Ask yourself the tough questions. What does your home believe in and how will your home get to what it believes in? So I now listed certain things. Prosperity, the solidarity of family, the discipline of education, the creation of capital, political power, the partnership of all family members. Right? Then I said to myself, how does your home define prosperity? These are the questions that people don't usually ask themselves. They hear the word on prosperity, but if you ask them to define it, they can't define it. So how do you go towards something you don't know? How do you begin to look at something and you're not even getting acquainted with it? So I began to understand. I also asked, what is the rate of poverty in your home according to your national office because you also if you have if you define prosperity you better define poverty as well you better define poverty because you will not know if you have no definition for poverty you will not know what you're actually guarding against and guarding against and i said it is it is right for a man to choose his own poverty 
It is poverty for me not to be earning 100k a month. I choose to be, I choose my own poverty. It is, it is, it is, it is fair for a man. People should not, you know what happens in the world? People try to keep you to their own standard. And that is what ruins people. So the environment and the culture that you grow up in is what becomes your home. You know men made a home on the street. Men made a home on the road. They lived together with brothers because they had the same culture. They believed the same thing. So now in our home, and this is me breaking it down for you, in our home, the first thing you must sit in your home is what do you believe in and how will you get there? You believe in prosperity. In the minute you believe in prosperity, you must cultivate your country to become prosperous. So I'm looking at people today and I'm saying, does this person really watch themselves or lead themselves as the, as the leader of a country? Because Jerusalem had a character. Jerusalem had a culture. They said Jerusalem, according to God's word, was a quiet home. Mm. What did they say? Then after the quiet moment, then began to talk about the attributes of Jerusalem. What did it say about Jerusalem? A tabernacle that will not be taken down. A tabernacle that will not be taken down. This home, this ideology, this culture will be a tabernacle that will not be taken down. What else would happen there? Not one of its stakes will ever be removed. Not one of its stakes will ever be removed. Yeah. Nor will any of its cords be broken. So the people that exist in your home become states. Remember, what are you? You're, remember that your nation, you as an individual become a country. But every country has states in it. Every nation has states in it. So, or states meaning if, you're, if it's the United States of America, then they have states that make up that country. But then you have countries like United Kingdom or England that will have cities. So you will have cities inside of that country. But so let me continue with the question. What is the rate of your unemployment in your home? Because remember, people will exist inside of you. What is the rate of education? Do you believe in education? You first of all have to believe in education in order to know its rates. So education might not be a tool for you in your own home, but remember, every home is built on a culture, built on an ideology. I'm still going to the main word as to why I'm bringing this scripture to you. Isaiah 30, it should be 31, I believe. Okay, let's not do 31. Let's go straight to John chapter 14. I think that's where I, I rest it up. John chapter 14. Yes, sir. Go for it. From Verse 23, I believe. I'll start one below. One below. Thank you. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, mm. said, Yeah. But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us mm. and not to the world? Yeah. Jesus replied, mm. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Look at this now, because before this scripture used to baffle me, he said, he said here, um, Judas Iscariot said, Oh, why would you show yourself to us and not to the world? Right? And almost you would almost think Jesus' reply here is 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 irrelevant or it is it doesn't line up. 
You know, that's what I used to think. But everything Jesus says lines up with the question that someone's asking. Why would you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Is this New King James Version, right? Go New King James quickly. He said, why would you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? But let's see what Jesus replies. Jesus answered and mm -hmm. said to him, if anyone loves me, he yeah. will keep my word. He will keep my word because that's the culture in which I exist in. So you've got to keep the word because the word is the culture. So every time you go around anywhere, someone says, what is your culture? It is not a country. It is not Nigeria. It is not Ghana. It is not this. It's not that. It is the culture of the word. So when someone says, what nation are you from? You're from. That's why we even titled this private prayer called Word Nation. Because, you see, it is the culture of the word that we exist inside of. So men can exist inside men of the word. So they don't really exist inside of Sam. They exist inside of the word that exists in Sam. So you see, people's lives are, have been created in, in 15 years of Pastor Toby's preaching. Why? Because they exist inside of the word that Pastor Toby was preaching. Do you get what I'm saying to you? So now, let me now bring Mark chapter 4 back. The sower that sows the word is intentional with the harvest that he's looking for. Have you ever seen a farmer go to the, to the, to the farm and sow an apple seed and look for an orange? People that sow without a hope of what they're going to. People that sow with just hope. Let me tell you, hope is not included in sowing. Sowing is a strategy that a farmer does in order to get certain results. Says, so I'm hoping for the best when I sow. You can't sow and hope for the best. It is, is anti-scripture. It is anti-job description. It is anti-definition of sower. So what it, remember I said it already, what does God supply? He supplies seed to the one who, dis, who determines to be a sower. So now let me tie both scriptures together. When a man begins to sow the word and keeps the word that he sows, he becomes a place where God... Okay, let me allow the scripture to do it. So he said, if anyone loves me, keep my word. Because the word is the culture in which everybody lives on. But what does God say? And my father will love him. And my father will love him, one, because remember, what exists inside of a family is love. Let me quickly talk to you about love, very quickly. Love is a decision, not an emotion. Remember I told you about your decision making, your thought process. You can think your way into love because you decide to. You know a person's flaws. You know a person's shortcomings. You know a person's wrong and right. You know a person's um, ability to be eccentric. You know where they can go wrong. You know what they can do. You know how they can harm you. You know how they can, they can benefit you. You know how they can progress you. You know all of those things. Then you decide that uh, whether good or bad, you decide to love them. Love is a decision, not a, an emotion. So you decide to love people. Remember this again. You remember it says, this is how we know love. That a man should lay down his life for a friend. So what is a family? A group of people that have decided to lay their lives down for one another. Don't enter into a family unless you're ready to lay your life down. 
Unless you're ready to accommodate others' flaws. Unless you're ready to accommodate their faults. Don't enter into a family. Unless you're ready to lay your life down. So God says here that he will love those who keep his word because he's willing to lay down his life for the lovers of his culture. He's willing to lay down his life for those who come into the word nation, those who keep the word of God, those who are going to build their country and sow word to develop and cultivate the things that they will become. This is what love is. Love is not, I like the way that guy looks. Love cannot be run on feelings. Love is a laying down of life. Come what may. We're here together. That is what you build family on. Why? Because the word says so. So my father will love them. We're reading from John 4 in verse 23. My father will love them. Even though he laid down his life already, he will continue to lay down his life for the sake of people who keep his word. Mm. He will lay down his life. And what else will he do? And we will come to him. And make our home with him. So we will come. We won't visit. You know the Christian world today, the church world today, what you have is God visiting. Mm. But you see, the problem now is, and this is me now telling you to fulfill destiny, for if that nation is going to reach where it's going to reach, if we're going to do what we are sent to do, let me tell you something. It starts with God making his home. I've talked with, with this. Remember, I told you the, the house, mind is for house, or house is for capacity, home is for family. So, the first thing you've got to understand is that God has got to come and make his home. But God is not going to come and make his home unless there is a culture of the word there. So, the culture of the word starts first. Oh my days, Maliata. Now I understand why God moves with sowers. Because they first of all started sowing culture of the word. You see that seed called sow. The, to be a sower in itself is a seed. Oh my, I love this thing, you know. I don't think you, I don't think you understand what I'm saying this morning. To be a sower in itself is a seed. You, the seed called sowing is so strong in God's eyes because it develops culture. So I told the Connect family the other day, you know what people most times do? They try to build themselves on, they try to be like everybody else. But they don't understand whatever you're sowing right, right now, keep sowing it. Yeah. Keep sowing it because your culture will stem from there. How do you develop countries? You get one thing right and you keep pushing it right. So you know there are certain countries that are industrialisms. They cannot be something that they don't have the resource to be. You imagine this country now wants to become, they want to become like Africa. They want to refine oil. Yeah, but the problem now is you don't have the natural resource of oil coming from your country. You know that's how the world tries to be. They see somebody developing something and they want to go there and develop that with them. Not knowing that your own resource is different from their own resource. If you are able to sow according to the resource that you have, then you will become your own country with your own character and you will be able to trade with other countries. But the reason why you cannot transact or people are not transacting from you or people are not existing on the inside of you is because you are not developing your own home. <laughs> 
You're not developing your own home. And what I keep saying to people is that when you do not develop this home, when you do not cultivate your home, and what do you cultivate your home on? Sowing. I think that's what you have to first of all understand. Home is not a house, is a building. Home is not. You develop your home on the system of sowing. So if God says, what is our system for prosperity and you want prosperity to exist inside of a home, prosperity does not exist inside of a house. You know what I mean? You know you can use house as in to, de to describe home, but you know why I'm separating the two today. Prosperity does not exist inside of a house, meaning the building, the four walls. The prosperity exists inside of a home. So the home can move house. But that prosperity still will exist with that home. Learn how to develop your home. So I've discovered that there are cities that are characterized as the home of justice. Because they, the justice was developed there. They believe so much in justice in that system. So remember what God did when Judas began to speak to God about the world. God began to reply Judas about home. Oh my days. He said God began to reply Judas not Judas the Iscariot now, Judas, he began to reply Judas about building a home and making a home inside of man because if I make a, soul, a home inside of man, I can influence system. So why do families gather inside of homes? Do you know that you can lose your house, you can get evicted inside from a house, but the people that live inside of your home are so knitted together that you don't need the, exact, the house to exist. That's what families were meant to be. Families were original blood-born families. Families were meant to be a strong-knitted set of people that even though no matter the turmoil that they go through, no matter the problems that they go through, that they will still be able to exist together. That's why I said to you that you can have different people living in different houses, but they can all exist in one home. I said it earlier today. I've said it on this periscope. That Pastor Toby, out of Pastor Toby came many faces because many people found refuge, they found a home in him. <laughs> Homes are made. Homes are made. You can make a home. God said, we will come in, we will come and make our home. We won't visit as visitors. We'll begin to make our home. We'll begin to bring in the culture of prosperity. So what, is, what am I trying to get out? I, I, should I do a little bit more? Okay. Home is to put character in a family. You know? <laughs> oh my days. He did not put the lonely in houses. He put the lonely in families. Because families, when you have true families, real defined families, those families become, they, are, they become homes. They exist inside of a character. So I then discovered what then do people become when they meet you? They begin to shift character. They begin to develop new characters. They begin to look like you because you come from the same home. So they said the cultural stagnation. You remember there was a time, not even there was a time, there's always a time when if when people were out before lockdown, if they spotted a spat national, they would say this guy goes to spat nation. 
Not because they know you, but because of the character you carry. Why was that the case? Because you came from the same home. So God said, if you keep my word, I and the Father will come and make our home. When God makes his home, it means that he is coming to develop a country on the inside of you. That's why I said it is a decision to be poor. I discovered. Do you know why I mentioned that? Do you know, if someone just sat down, and I keep campaigning, sat down with the word, sat down with their notebook, wrote their thoughts, let me tell you, you do that for six months, let's see if you'll be in the same financial state. I bet my life on it, you cannot be. When people don't progress in life, or when people don't have results, it's because they're not sowers. There's no way, in six months, you will sit down with the word, you will sit down with your thoughts, let's say just for 15 minutes a day. Just that. And you are really, and you are really critical. You bring your life to the table. And you begin to, you know, even in home building, there is times when you have to jettison some things because it's not working. God is not a God is not somebody that you do. It's, God is not a, a, an equation that might not work. You see, when you put the equation of God together, it is 100% that it will work. But what happens to people? They don't develop their homes. They don't develop their countries. You know, if you wanted to run a nation, run the home called your heart first. Did we finish that scripture? Mm. He who does not love me does mm. not keep my words. Mm -hmm. And the word which you hear is not mine, mm. but the Father's who sent me. So I realized something. What built this home? The culture of giving. The ability to develop. You know, please listen to my point this morning. The ability to just develop with one thing that you know how to do. That's why I say, look, I may not be able to participate in everything. And as much as I've said today, define prosperity, define this, let me tell you something. You may not be able to define it, but if you get the culture right, it is others that will define it for you. You've got it. If you get the... So now I'm saying, look, I may not be this, I may not know how to speak well. I may not know how to do this well. I may not know how to do that well. But I'm going to build my home on the culture of giving. And you know what I said with home? One's own country. So what my home will be good for is the ability to give. And around that culture, I begin to develop my home. <laughs> I begin to sow other seeds around that home. So let me now go to the external thing. So I realize now all the homes that exist, all the houses that exist inside of, especially starting with my own home, I'm like, now you're going to have to run it. And I think we've already started, but you're not going to have to run it on such a way that it is your country. That if the country falls tomorrow and they're looking for another person, another individual that can run a country because of the way you run your home. So ask yourself the question. How do you run your home? I'm not talking about your house. 
I'm not talking about the building, I'm talking about the home. How do you run your home? Is your home scattered? Is there culture there? The seed sows. Remember I said being a sower is a seed in itself. You know what? Let me give you the best advice. I now discovered when you're young, money is not money is not the issue. Money only fries where there is a home. <laughs> because money as a servant still needs a home to report to. Still needs a home to report to. So listen to me. I discovered when you're young, your 20s, your, your teens, you know what it is? You know that you will spend more time sowing the word and developing a culture of giving. Because to be honest with you, the culture of giving is all we really have. And now, I want you to understand this final fundamental principle as I round up. I'm going to read it. The first thing God will spend time teaching you is how to exist inside of a home. It is from the home you exist in that you begin to develop your own home for other people to exist in. He said God will move in and make his home. I think we were dealing with this like a few days ago with another scripture. Okay. So now he said the so he will teach you, that's what I was saying, he will teach you how to make your home, your country, the things that will flow from that country. If finances is gonna flow from your country, you're gonna have to sit down and sow the right seed in order for finances to flow from that country. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I hope you see the word differently now. That every word that is taught by Pastor Toby, Pastor Dami, myself, Pastor Nikki, Pastor Onyeka Obi, Pastor Oni, I hope you see it differently now that you, you're actually developing your state, your country. You're cultivating. You know the best thing. So I was saying to you in your 20s, or in your, in your early years, whatever that may be, because 20s for some of us is when we became born again. That's why I keep saying 20s. But in your early years, you're cultivating, you're developing your home. You become a thinker. You become a thinker. You think on the word. Remember we went to Philippians chapter 4. He said, whatever is good, whatever is true, think on these things. Like, I, I, I really want to passionately say this to say to you that look, you need to, you need to be able to think with your notepad. I, and I say this many times. So it is a choice to be poor. Just don't think. Don't think on the words that you're hearing. Don't, don't see yourself as a nation and you will remain poor. 
But if you see yourself as a nation, if you look at the things that exist inside of a nation, when they speak of the character of the United States of America, they say it is a superpower. That is the character. So it is something that the United States developed itself into with founding fathers. So people found their home in America. They existed inside of the ideology. There was even something called the American dream. People dreamed inside of the home called America. They may have been homeless, but they traced a dream inside of the home called America. So why can people be homeless inside of a country? Because they don't have a house, but they have an ideology that they live on. Inside of this ideology is a social welfare system. Except if you're from Africa, because there's no social welfare there. You're even just rich or you're poor. And if you're poor, you're really poor. But every home. So now I actually ask you, what home have you have you made? What home have you made? Have you have you really sat down and said, because remember, the first thing to your home is that God will come in and make that home. So what why do I know that it is the ability to call to be a home? Because you've got the master architect on the inside of that home. So today I woke up and I was studying and while I was studying, it just came to me. Okay. The creation of capital. And capital can be financed in economics, but it can also be human resources. So I began to discover that, look, now you see when you sit down and you think, there is no reason why any of us should be poor, broke, we should, there's no reason why we should not know what to do next. If we don't know, it's because we stop thinking. And when you stop thinking and you stop changing, then the mind ceases to be the mind.